Hello and welcome to the Podcaster's Cut. I am Joey. And I am George. And today, we're talking Sean Connery. And Q intro. So, uh, yeah, we're talking about some Ch- Sean Connery movies, and, uh, well, first, did you watch some, some trailers, bro? I did watch some trailers. I watched one trailer, but I hear that you actually watched more than I did. <laughs> yeah, I watched a couple. I guess I could talk about, well, talk about yours. Too. I want to hear what you, what you watched. I watched a trailer for a movie that I'm pretty sure you definitely watched. Okay. And that's Stardust. Oh, dude, Yeah. <laughs> It came out, I don't know if it came out this week or like last week or something, uh, but I saw it come up on my feed and I was like, oh shit, I really want to watch these movies. When it comes to like biopics, I get extremely enthralled by them. Like <laughs> obviously like people have probably noticed I do deep dives on these movies and I do deep dives on character on like actors. Like when Nolan, I went into his life to figure out how he is the way he is. So this kind of movie is like right up my alley. And I like that it's not like the Queen biopic because the Queen biopic ended up dealing with their entire time as Queen from like beginning to end. And I like that Stardust seems to only take place during like his middle of his career when he starts to get pretty popular. It's the his first U.S. tour, which is what uh, after he was done, he, that's what inspired him to become Ziggy Stardust or create the iconic alter ego. And that's what kind of like brought a lot of attention to David Bowie specifically on like his sexual orientation and like just the way he was dressing. And he was just like, I don't, this is just who I am, you know? Right. And I'm actually a very huge David Bowie fan. (laughs) I was going to mention that too. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a, this is a trailer that I'm like, okay, this better be fucking good. Cause, um, I know a lot about it, about his life and stuff like that. And like you said, it's not like Queen movie where they're going to be focusing on the band or they're going to try and see like the life of the band pretty much they're they're kind of just centering on uh david bowie himself yeah and i think that's like a better way of doing it especially because like david bowie didn't really he had a band but like it wasn't important to everything i would say right you mean the spiders from mars hell yeah dude no i'm kidding uh (laughs) no i mean they were kind of a big part of him because like he kind of but not uh, to the, like, well, I guess what I mean is like not to the extent as like Queen, where like every band member was important and vital to like figuring out the songs and lyrics of everything, right? Those band members would disagree, but yeah, essentially yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'm think, not they, to be I think mean. if they heard this, they'd be like, "Yo, fuck this co- podcast and fuck that guy." I mean, the other guy's kind of cool though, yeah. <laughs> which is me. No, um, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like uh, they're gonna focus on the guy, which is, and they're not making it like, oh, it's a you know a whole band thing, which is nice because like. It's kind of like the one uh, with Elton John. What was the right. name of that one? Rocket Man. Rocket Man was kind of. It was mainly about the two guys who wrote the song, the most popular songs, right? Yes. And so that's what made the movie. It's like, oh, cool. I want to. And they didn't really focus on uh, the other guy. I mean, I'm calling him the other guy because I don't even remember his name. That's Man. how much. <laughs> that's that's how much he's into the movie, you know? Right. And this one definitely feels like it's going to be more focused, which I think is so important when it comes to doing like a biopic. And I like it because it really delves deep into his his persona and what he was mentally going through. So it feels like it has the possibility to be one of those movies where we get really deep into the mind of a person. And I like that about movies is when we get to hear about people from, I mean, 
even though he's not alive, I know that a lot of people around him probably have a lot of great stories, and especially around that time when he's in the U.S. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen and how no. that's going to turn out. And you know what's even more interesting about this movie? Mm. So did I actually already knew this movie was going to come out. Yeah. But I just never saw a trailer, but until now. Same. But um, they never actually got permission from the family to, oh, shit, uh, really? to, do, the, to do the movie. So they don't have any licensing for any of the songs. So that's why in the trailer, you don't hear them do any of the songs. Damn, that's yeah. messed up. Yeah, dude. So it's going to be kind of interesting, you know, like. I mean, I know if I didn't know, I'm hoping the people that are listening to this, like go into the movie knowing this, because that way they can be like, okay, I know they're not going to play, you know, <laughs> Ziggy Stardust. Uh, they're not going to play, you know, all those other great hits. Uh, I like can't, Space Oddity. Huh? Like that? Space Oddity. Yeah. They're not going to play any of them. And that, I'm okay with I, that. Like if I wanted to listen to an album of his, I would just listen to an album of his. Yeah. I mean, well, because a lot of the, like these biopic movies rely heavily on that. It's true. You know, to see the actor perform that song, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, when you go watch the movie and you're like, all right, man, play, you know, fucking Queen Bitch or, uh, no, that's actually Elton John, this song. <laughs> I, I'm totally laughing because you even proclaimed yourself as a, <laughs> I know, a huge dude. boy fan. I'm drawing can't... a blank on like uh, Ziggy's, uh, Ziggy Stardust, like the album, like their songs, because that's the one I was wanted to say, but. Oh, fine. I can just say like changes. That's like not even station to station. I can. Uh, I'm thinking of like all the other ones except for the ones from that album, and I'm trying really hard to <laughs> think of <laughs> hey, those. I know, Joey. You're my best friend. I know you care yeah, about okay. Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> okay. Anyways, but yeah, that's one of the ones I watched. Also, too. shout out to IFC for making this movie. I, I love IFC films. They're like they're almost kind of like indie-ish in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's another reason why I'm excited about this movie. Yeah, and then like. Johnny Flynn, kind of like an, a nobody is coming out in this. Yeah. I mean, like, not, I can't really think of him in any other movie. Mark Maron's in it. Yeah, there's a few like, people that like kind of sound familiar to me, and I'm just like, all right, cool. Yeah. And then um, the other one that I watched, fuck. <laughs> it's uh, this, oh my God. It's this Christmas movie with the girl from Twilight. What's uh, her Kristen name? Dunn? Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Okay, so, oh my God. So... Kristen Stewart is a lesbian and she's dating this girl and she's taking her to meet the parents and uh, the parents don't know that she's a, a lesbian. Oh, one of those yeah. kinds of stories. Yeah, but she also lied about her Kristen Stewart being a lesbian. So she's they both have to pretend to be straight. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say, you know, quality has finally been reached because, I mean, you know, the LGBTQ community finally has a crappy christmas movie to complain about i mean it's true there's so <laughs> many regular ones that this is kind of ridiculous that it's barely happening yeah now. yeah you you get to see like the crappy straight ones and you're like oh now there's one with you know gay people and it's it's being brought out by hulu which oh cool i mean kudos to hulu for trying this out i mean that's the, the second the, thing that came out this year because there's also uh what is it love victor came out and that's also about the lgbtq community yeah yeah, yeah. no but uh, dude it the the Freaking movie is called like Happiest Season or something like that. So it's a total like Christmas holiday. It's a, yeah, movie. it's a, like a rom com holiday movie. And if you really like those, like I think it's perfect. Like in that in that genre of, of movies, you know, it has all the it has the all the qualities that every Christmas movie has. It has a family who's just too dumb to notice all the signs, and they have the heartfelt you know, friend who's there, who's like, mm-hmm. you got to be true to yourself. And like, oh God, 
I got a, another one of these speeches. The and order. I mean, and a lot of people like them because sometimes, you know, they tweak them just a little bit to fit somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've watched a couple of these like holiday movies and some of them do get to me. I'm like, oh, man. Like Romancing the Stone, I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. That's a Christmas movie, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Romancing I've never watched no, it. No, no, not Romancing the Stone. What am I talking about? The Family Stone. <laughs> uh, Romancing the Stone is a freaking jungle movie. The oh, Family right. Stone. I was like, I remember Romancing the Stone. I just didn't know what it was about because <laughs> I've never watched it. Yeah, dude. No, fa- the Family Stone. And it's about like, why am I even talking about the Family Stone? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Go back to the Kristen Stewart movie. <laughs> the Happiest Season. I don't know. I think it comes out this Christmas. But anyways, I was just comparing it to that one because like it has like all the great, like, great stars. Because fa- uh, the Family Stone has like Claire Danes, Diane Keaton, Rachel McAdams, uh, Dermot. Mulroney, Craig, oh, Nils- Craig, Craig T. Nelson, Sarah Jessica Parker. The Happiest Season has like Kristen Stewart, has the, they even do like the Zachary Levi, Levi or Levi? I always think it's Levi. Yeah, you sure about that? I think that's what it is. And let's call him up. No, kidding. <laughs> I was like, damn, you have Zachary <laughs> Levi. Why the hell is he not on this podcast? <laughs> uh, it has Alison Brie, has like all these, it has a full cast, you okay. know? Yeah. And um, Aubrey Plaza's in it too. Damn, that's a uh, lot of people. Yeah, Mary Steenberg. Oh, I forgot about that one. Are, are big, we still talking about the same movie? That this is uh this is Happiest Season. Okay. Happiest Season has all these it has a star studded cast. Jesus. And on top of that, it has like the hilarious, like someone hiding behind the door and the kids kind of see it and they go like, What's that? And they go like, Oh, let me run around and do this convoluted thing to like hide this person, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's a typical Christmas movie. And uh I mean it's something fun for Family to enjoy. I mean, especially because the holidays are coming up with Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I'm sure it's gonna have some kind of like sad moment, you know, like where it's like, oh, like I, you got to pick or blah blah blah. You know, someone's gonna cry, and then the your girlfriend. All the next typical to you, freaking yeah. Christmas yeah. movie bullshit that gonna, happens. Yeah, and then I I don't knock them. I mean, they it works, and I mean, like I said, I I have some of my favorites as well. Family Stone, like I mentioned, and like there's also uh man, what's the one with Jack Black, Jude Law? The Holiday. The Holiday. My, that's one of my mom's favorite Christmas I, movies. I like that one. It's actually really. I good. actually like it too. I like the Jack Black parts. Anyway, yeah, it's true. So that's the other trailer I saw. It's uh, it's actually coming out November 25th. Hmm. It's called Happiest Season. Makes sense. Right, it right immediately after Thanksgiving, they're like, "All right, fuck Thanksgiving. Time to <laughs> talk about something we care about." Yeah, some people are already like that. Yeah, Anyways, I know, I know a bunch of people that are like that. So I mean, just uh, I mean, check it out, guys. It's on Hulu. I mean, if you have Hulu, watch it for it's, sure. It's worth the watch, I guess. I mean, if you have nothing else going on. Anyways, then we should just jump into some Sean Connery. Sean movies. Connery. So I think we should start off with a saying: "Rest in peace, Sean Connery." Yeah. You, I mean, you, you did us so much for the movie industry. You have such an iconic voice. I'm talking to you as if you can hear me from the <laughs> from the beyond. Yeah. But I mean, I think all of us have some kind of Sean Connery like favorite movie or like, memory of his. I tried asking people like I asked my dad, who I thought might have something to tell me because I know he loves Highlander. And I thought he would have immediately pulled out Highlander and been like, oh, that's my favorite movie or my favorite thing. Then he was just like. I don't know. I just know him from his movies. <laughs> so th- thanks, Dad, for giving me riveting podcast material now. But do you have a favorite Sean Connery movie, dude? Oh man, that's uh, that's a toughie, man. He has so many. I mean, he does. Uh, <laughs> no, I, know, I, I mean I, to be honest, I when we were talking about these movies, I actually took a look at like his like IMDb, IMDb, and like 
looked at all the stuff he's worked on and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? I have not seen a lot of these. Dude, same. I thought I had watched a lot of Sean Connery movies. And turns out I watched like a third of them. And yeah. the third that I did watch, he's a supporting character in this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a lot. Of, he plays a lot of supporting characters, which I mean. Which is something I really wanted to talk to you about. Like, okay. He, in like his latter half of his movies, he just turns into supporting character. And most, most of the time he's a father figure to the main character. Yeah. Like, he does it in Indiana Jones. Obviously, he plays his dad. Yeah, yeah. He does it in The Untouchables. He kind of plays, like, an older father figure, brother, yeah. uncle kind of a thing. Yep, 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 yep. He does it in Entrapment, but it's also not really, like, a father figure. It's more like an older mentor in that movie. Okay. And the same thing for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He's, like, a mentor fatherish to the ma- to the other main character. Tom Sawyer. Yeah, and it's like, oh, wow, he totally got typecasted. <laughs> Yeah, and it sucks because he came out with such a bang, you know. Like he was, he is James Bond. Yeah, you know? I know. And people think of him as James Bond. I when I think of uh, James Bond, he's the first name that pops up. That's that's really? how. I, yeah, that's what comes up in my mind. I know most people are saying like, Joey, what are you talking about? You forget about Pierce Brosnan, bro. I, but, I mean, I was what? gonna say like that is my James Bond. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I never I watched those. With his movies. No, I never watched any of those because I watched the James Bonds with uh, Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Not that. Man, they're okay. Like, it's funny because I, I, I was like, eh. like I, ne- I, w- I never got into the James Bond movies, but I always knew he was James Bond. Same. Like, I, I'll be again. I've been throwing myself on blast on a lot of these podcasts, but I think it's important to make everybody feel comfortable. Like, I watch a lot of movies. Joey watches a lot of movies, but I haven't actually watched any of the Sean Connery James Bonds. Yeah, see, and I haven't watched the Pierce Brosnan ones. And I, I've been thinking. I was this episode. I was like, oh, maybe I should finally do it. And then I was like. I want to do that to myself, but I want to talk about talk about movies that like when I think Sean Connery, like that's what I think of. So I wanted to talk about like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Entrapment and all this stuff. But I think for the 007 podcast that we'll probably end up doing, like I'll go back and watch Doctor No, especially because I'm pretty sure Doctor No deals with Casino Royale. Yeah, I mean those movies are like they're. I think that's when they become more like serial, like mm. you know, like they kind of do the tropes and stuff like that. That people are more like that are more uh acquainted with yeah so and then uh, and in turn george went that way like his favorite movies of like sean connery but i actually went the other way and was like you know what let me watch some of the ones that i i've never really watched but i've heard of and then uh also i went with <laughs> one that i i really know him from which is the league of extraordinary gentlemen all right so before we get into the the movies i wanted to bring up a few things about sean connery's past i'm sure some of you who have followed sean connery know that like he had like he said a few bad things in the past, <laughs> uh, mostly about hitting women, and that's not funny. Uh, obviously, I looked into it, but I couldn't find too much about it. He did mention that like, when he first said it, he was out of his like, first marriage, and from what I understand, that marriage was terrible. And then like, he started like slowly over the years recanting and saying, like, oh, I didn't mean what I said. I think you should never hit a woman. I wanted to throw that out there because I wanted to be 100% uh, visible and be like, yes, we're talking about Sean Connery's movies. We're not talking necessarily about him as a person because i mean we never met him mm. so i wanted to throw that out there in case anybody was thinking it but do you know sean connery's first name joey sean connery's yeah isn't it sean it is not sean his first it? name trivia question out there for everybody is thomas oh i was like what the hell the only reason that he goes by sean is because as a child he had a friend this is gonna be a random story he had a friend named seamus and his friends were all like oh he's seamus we're calling you sean I was like, that's confusing as fuck. Why would you do that? <laughs> that's stupid as hell. 
And then he also apparently went by Tommy for a while, which I was like, okay, this is really random, but cool. His mother was a cleaning woman. His dad was a factory worker and a lorry driver. So he came from real humble beginnings, honestly. And he, his life shows that he joined the Royal Navy at age 16. He was discharged at age 19. Um, Jesus. Yeah. And the reason he was discharged is because he had a genetic disorder that's passed down. And it's a duodenal ulcer. So I was like, oh, fuck. That's is that why he talks the way he talks? No. So, like, dude, I tried to do such a deep dive on trying to figure out why he talks that way. Uh-huh. And I remember a story when I was younger. Okay. And that was that his, like, acting coach told him to put a pencil in his mouth. So that way he could learn to have that accent like that. But apparently that's not true. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Because I would have, I, I would have like been like, what the hell? What am I going to put a pencil in my mouth? Yeah. And like, it kind of gives you a Sean Connery accent. Like I did it just to see if I could do it. And did it? Yeah, And it kind of does, but it's honestly just really hard to talk. Do you have a pencil right now? No, I don't. Why do I sound like Sean Connery? Yeah. Right I want to see what you, what you sound like. Oh, with a pencil? Yeah. Oh no, I don't have one. I'm sorry. Oh, do you lame? Because <laughs> I, I tried doing like his, like. When I was watching the movies, I couldn't help it. I was like doing of the course. impression, you know, like this train has to go, like yeah, it's the like hunch a, for Red October, Junior. Yeah. <laughs> the way he says Junior, yeah, and, Junior, Junior, or what? Uh, Indy, who's Indy? His <laughs> name is Henry Jones Junior. Indiana was the dog. Indiana was the dog. <laughs> they were uh, apparently. <laughs> I like that dog. <laughs> so one of the crazier facts that I heard, yeah, is that he was a bodybuilder. After he got out of the Royal Navy. I don't believe it. There's rumors or there is statements. I couldn't find like an actual picture of it, but apparently he won third place in a Mr. Universe competition. Wow. I was like, holy shit, that's crazy as hell. Also, he apparently got scouted to play for Manchester United. No way. Yeah, like the Manchester United manager, yeah. Matt Busby at the time, totally offered him a spot for 23 pounds a week. And then he heard how he talked and he's like, never mind. <laughs> no, no. Like, the dude really wanted him. Apparently, he was really good. This was when he was 23. So, like, nowadays, 23 pounds, it sounds like nothing. But in our current money, it was it's about $703 a week getting paid to play football. That's cool, man. And by football, I mean, obviously, soccer. Uh, um, all right. Let's pretend I'm you're Sean Connery and I'm scouting you. Mm-hmm. Like, oi, would you like to play for Manchester United? Oh, boy. Oh, God. You talk like that? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> No, he didn't take it because he was 23 at the time. And he said, nah, I'm too old. I'd rather go do movies. Oh, wow. And then he turned around. And by, I think it was around age 30 that he ended up getting the role for James Bond. Sorry, brother, but I have movies. It's a glitch and glam for me. (laughs) He, during his early movies, like career, he got, he got jumped by six gangsters, six mobsters. Jesus. Yeah. And they ended up tracking him down and following him. And then he got cornered. And when he got cornered, he was like, well, fuck it. The only way out is if I beat the shit out of these fools. And he took all six of them on. Uh, At one point, he grabbed one by the throat and grabbed another man by a bicep uh-huh. and then slammed their heads together like if it was something out of a fucking, from a fucking improv show. And how did the people find out about this? He just I, tells the story? I think he must have told the story to somebody on set. And since then, it's been a recurring thing that everybody ends up telling the story I don't know, over and over. man. Sounds like a load of bow. I mean... When I was learning so much about his life, I was uh, like, dude, a lot of these stories that I'm hearing sound fake. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I was walking down the street and these men were like trying to, you know, trying to rob me. There were six of them. I tell you, it was six or eight or ten. And I got cornered, right? My back against the wall. And you know what I did? You know what I did? I beat them up. And it's like, it sounds unbelievable. And then I'm pretty sure some guy on set was like, 
Jeepers, Mr. Sean Connery, that sounds like a low. That's a great story. <laughs> Did it really happen? Yes, yes. Now go spread it. Like, I, Tell him you were there. I'm I'm kind of like in the middle of the thing because apparently after he got into a fight with these like gangsters, the gang was the Valdor gang. I've never heard of them, but apparently they're like a big deal. So they all respected him afterwards. So it's a possibility that that story is true because I mean, obviously they wouldn't be all like, oh yeah, we respect Sean Connery. I mean, other than his roles. You know what? I'm going to put my little tinfoil hat right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that the Valdor gang was an unknown gang. And they're, to get some reputation, they contacted Sean Connery. He's like, oi. We want we want you to tell people that we we're gonna beat you up in the middle of the street just so we can get some recognition as a true gang. But this wasn't and even then, when he was famous. And then Sean Connery gonna be like, "I'll do it, but I gotta say that I beat you guys up." And they're like, "You got a deal, sir." And then <laughs> <laughs> that's how they became popular. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, that's are. the gang that beat up Sean Connery." He's like, "No, it's the other way around. I think Sean Connery beat them up." He's like, "Oh, let's go beat them up and find out." <laughs> so onto some stories that actually have like real basis on multiple sources okay apparently he didn't almost get the role for james bond because both ian fleming and the producer at the time hated his voice no not his voice you keep going back to this voice man his Poor face. Guy. no they, he just they just hated their the audition they didn't like it and they were really? like oh, i don't see this guy being ian fleming who of course created james bond character yeah, yeah he straight up said like i don't see him as being james bond period and the reason he got the movie was because ian fleming's wife and the producer's wife convinced them because because they said he had a natural sexual charisma. And I was like, my God, your fucking wives just totally told you they want to be with this man compared to you. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's messed up. These poor fucking dudes getting like completely destroyed. And then it turns out after Dr. No was released, Ian Fleming was so impressed with his acting in it. Yeah. He made James Bond part Scottish. Because of Connery. Wow. So the main reason that like when you watch some of these movies and you hear that he's from Scotland or that he has like a maybe background in Scotland is because Sean Connery did it. Wow. In one of the movies, Thunderball. Yeah. He almost got eaten by a shark. Okay. (laughs) So they were filming on set in a pool and Sean Connery was like, fuck this. I'm not getting in a pool with a shark. Like build me a plexiglass like container so I can be away from the shark danger. And they're like, okay, sure. And it breaks mid-fucking shot. And the shark almost eats him. Apparently, he was like a foot away from the shark getting him. Oh, shit, dude. I was like, god damn, dude. This is insane how many people come after his ass. I'm telling you, dude, it's the voice. <laughs> it's probably the voice. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the shark must have heard it under the water and been freaked the fuck out. Like, what the fuck? Like, Yo, what's wrong with your voice? Uh, so what's much stuff your, your about voice? his life. But mostly, we should probably just start talking about his... uh. His movies. And one of the things I wanted to mention was he almost played Gandalf. He what? He almost played Gandalf. Oh, that would have been war- that would have been bad. It would have been so distracting because yeah. I think I would have seen Sean Connery. Yeah. Instead of, I, I, I like the way Ian McKellen played the character. Yeah. And I think Sean Connery would have like, it would have distracted me. Because even when he does like an Irish accent in Untouchables. Yeah. It still sounds like Sean Connery and I, I can't move past it. Yeah, He's yeah. the opposite of Gary Oldman. Where, like, Gary Oldman completely blends into his character and you don't know who it is. Yeah. Sean Connery's like, oh, hey, there's Sean Connery. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine, like, oh, uh, come along, young Hobbit. Like, I can't even do it in Sean Connery's voice. I, I just do Ian McKellen. <laughs> uh, what's, what's another? What's another like, you shall not pass. No, like, no, he wouldn't be able to scream that, I think. No, he. I don't, I've never heard him really yell in one of his movies. Really? No, he doesn't really yell. He's a very, like, Calm and collected person, and I think he just plays himself in movies. You probably like, would have whispered it, huh? You 
Shout out Pass. Possibly. And then like, yeah. That would have been, probably probably been a totally different role. Gandalf, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know if I would have liked it. And the reason he turned it down was because he didn't understand the role. <laughs> he straight up So said, he's a wizard. And he's like, I don't get it. I'm not doing this. <laughs> and they offered him, dude, thirty million dollars uh-huh. along with fifteen percent of worldwide box office. Holy which crap. would have netted him four hundred and fifty million dollars. I'm still <laughs> that's funny though. Like I'm just thinking of like that meeting with like them telling him like, "Hey, you're gonna play uh one of the characters in Lord of the Rings," and he's like, "Which one? The warrior?" And then he's like, "There's there's actually no warriors. There's knights, and you'd be a wizard. A uh, they're wizard. not knights, bro. Huh? <laughs> they're not knights. No, they're not. No, where the, are they? The main character is is a ranger, and then the other people are just like soldiers, mm-hmm. and they might actually be warriors Wh- because." Which I mean, it's all based. The only reason I know that is because it's of D and D, and there's no real knight class, I believe. Fine. Anyways, <laughs> he'd be like, but it's Sean Connery. He's he's thinking knight knights though. Yeah, he'll be thinking a brute. Yeah, he he's not. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't understand the roles. Remember? Yeah. So he's thinking like, so I'd be a knight. Like actually, you'd be a ranger. Like he's like, okay. And actually, you'd actually be a wizard. And he's like, all right. And I know my face will be gray. And they'd be like, no, 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 you're a gray wizard, but you're wearing gray clothing. You're, you're the same color. You're not changing your, your, your appearance. But why does that mean I'm not gray? Okay. And then I become the white wizard afterwards. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. The whole movie would have been very too confusing with Sean Connery. He had a few other roles where like he was going to play and he didn't play. Like he was supposed to play the architect in the Matrix, yeah. which again I was like, wow, that would have been so fucking weird. I don't even know who plays the actual ar- architect in the yeah, Matrix. Yeah, some some random white dude. <laughs> that that's how I remember it. Some okay. random white dude. All right. So, anyways, that's crazy, man. That. Hmm. Oh, is there any other roles he turned down? Uh, those were the only two that I that like came up, and I think is because they were probably the biggest ones there. What was the other one? The architect and Gandalf. Oh, okay, okay. So viewers out there. If you get a chance and you are artistically inclined, someone Photoshop or make <laughs> Sean Connery as Gandalf the Grey. Oh, God, no. Th- that would be amazing. That. And then we'll post it to our Instagram. So if you have a chance, go out there, make that fucking Photoshop, make that art that you want to make, send it to us on Instagram. I'll post it for sure. Anyways, so what movie did you watch? Man, I watched a lot. So I watched The Last Crusade. I watched Entrapment. I watched The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh-huh. I watched The Hunt for Red October. So I don't, I don't know what you want to talk about. Honestly, The Hunt for Red October can be really summed up as him being an extra. No way. Honestly, he's on like, the cover. He's on the cover, but in total, he probably only comes out in like twenty five percent of that movie. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch it then. Like that's what I was telling you, man. Is like all these movies that he comes out with in that he's like so well known for. Mm-hmm. He's like in 25% of the movie. Like Highlander, he's only in like 10% of that movie. Yeah. And it, and Highlander, I think his role is better than the one that he plays in Hunt for October. Like Hunt for October is obviously a stupid, uh, not stupid, excuse me, is a Jack Ryan movie, right? Okay. With the least realistic Jack Ryan played by Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, this doesn't work. Everyone else in the movie, I think, does great. No, I'm not throwing shade at Alec Baldwin. I just didn't think this was the role you should have played. Man. Nah, you're throwing shade, bro. That's it's okay. okay. Alec Baldwin's done some roles. That he He's good in other stuff. He is. He's great in it. That's what I'm saying. This role was not for you, homie. Yeah. There are some crazy things when it comes to The Hunt for October. Like, the whole point of the movie is them trying to get this submarine that essentially isn't detectable by sonar. And it sounds made up, but it was actually real. Like, there is, at the time... The Russians didn't have it. The United States had a submarine that was completely undetectable. 
to Sonar. And it the classified files came out a few months before the movie came out. So Tom Clancy, who writes all of those like Jack Ryan books, yeah, must have gotten like inside information from the government. And the government found out that the movie was coming out. They're like, oh shit, no, fuck this. We can't we can't let these people know. <laughs> like, we'll just tell them now. Tell them now. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of crazy that this movie almost leaked classified information. That is funny, dude. And the director of this movie, granted, like, again, the movie's good. It's just not a Sean Connery movie, I think. Is John McTiernan. He directed Predator, Die Hard, and Die Hard with a Vengeance. Like, he's a great action director. And arguably, like... And this one was a dud. It wasn't a dud. It was actually really good. Yeah, you recommend it? I would recommend it. I definitely How'd think How'd you it, watch it? Huh? How'd you watch it? Uh, I found it on... I can't remember what I watched it on. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I... I mean, it's on everything. It's on Amazon and all that stuff. Like, it's not a hard movie to find. It's everywhere. Uh, but I do think that the movie is definitely watchable. Like, you can sit down right now and you'll be like, oh, shit, this is a good movie. I don't mind watching this. Mm. And the story is pretty riveting. I think a lot of the movies with Sean Connery, though, that I've watched, they have such potential and they just need to shorten, be shortened down a bit. Yeah, this movie is like, what, two hours and 15 minutes? Or All of his movies are two hours long. None of, like, none of the movies I watched were less than two hours. I was like, fuck, man, I got, <laughs> I got shit to do today. <laughs> But it was good, man. I, I enjoy it. Everyone always talks about it. Like, it's the greatest submarine movie ever. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, what other submarine fucking movies are there? I, I, don't, I don't know what other submarine movies there are, but oh, cool, whatever. There's a U-5120 or something like Exactly. That? You don't even know the numbers, Joey. There's something no other submarine like movies. No, there is submarine movies. What, isn't that one? U-something? U- so, it is. U-751? U- I don't even know what it U- is. U-751? I didn't even bother looking it up. Because that's how uninterested I am. And about submarines? Fucking, about submarines. Oh, there's isn't there that new one with uh, Tom Hanks? What? Yeah, there's a new movie and Tom Hanks that came out on Apple. Nah, bro. I never. I don't even know what you're talking about. Tom Hanks is like this really I, super popular. I know popular who Tom Hanks is. Oh, yeah. well, you say you don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I don't know what movie you're talking about, though. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumbass. <laughs> we have a fucking movie podcast. Yeah, I don't know who Tom Hanks is. I don't know, man. I said, oh, the Tom Hanks movie. You're like, I don't know what that is. Like. Tom Hanks, he's in movies. <laughs> he's in big. <laughs> he was in big. That's like all. the most random movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it was, uh, oh my God. Okay, go, go, go. Ahead. Oh, so one crazy thing is last week we were talking about Kevin Costner. He was supposed to play Jack Ryan in this movie. That would have been lame, actually. I, I don't know how I would have felt about it, but the reason he turned it down. Greyhound. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, well, there you go, Greyhound. So the reason he, Kevin Costner turned it down uh-huh. was because he had... As he, as the director of this movie put it, oh, he was very involved in this like weird Buffalo movie about dancing with some wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the motherfucker was directing fucking Dances with the Wolves, a great movie that he won Best Director and Best Picture for. Really? Dances with Wolves? Yeah, it came out the same year and it won both of the major awards for the Oscars that week. Wow. Yeah. It was insane. I was like, holy shit, this movie, on the other hand, hung yeah. for all October, only won one. And it was for, guess what, Joey? Makeup. No, nah, bro. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Scene directions? No, nah, I thought you would have guessed this one. It's uh, sound editing. That's lame. Well, yeah, because apparently they got like super crazy into it with like, it took them like crap ton of tries, like 500 versions to get the round, the right beep for the sonar. Because the director and the producers were like, no, we don't like this one. We and that, when they got that Oscar, they're like, it was worth it. It was all I guess so. worth it. All those missed hours with my kids. It's totally worth it. <laughs> just to hear beep. Yeah, just beep. to hear. And it was just an audio recording of him going beep. 
Yeah, no, yeah. And it was like maybe like five minutes in the movie. Like that was it. <laughs> but just so you guys know, like out there in freaking podcast land, me and Joey always do like voting for with our friends for the Oscars. If there is some sort of war movie or space movie or rare, very rarely a car movie that is nominated, it is more than likely guaranteed to win sound editing and sound mixing. Yeah. Just so you guys can try to win that award if you guys ever play that game. <laughs> but yeah, man, like there's not much more to say about The Hunt for Red October. Definitely worth a watch. Just it's not that amazing. Yeah, you want to hear about the movie I watched then? Let's do this. It's called The Great Train Robbery. It came out in 1978. Uh, so you can already imagine it's like kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds awesome though. When you told me the name, I was like, this sounds like it could be a dope movie. Dude, everything about this movie has like the... The makings like this is gonna be pretty good. Uh, it's directed and written by Michael Crichton. Crichton. Yeah, the dude who directed uh, Jurassic. Oh, not no, directed. No, he wrote the Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah, 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 Jurassic World. Actually, I was like, oh, and it's a heist movie, and I'm like, okay, okay, like, and Don, and I find out Donald Sutherland is in it. I was, I was like, oh, okay. fuck, fuck that. Huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> fuck that guy. No, Donald Sutherland, Sean Connery. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm about this, you know? Yeah. Like, Donald Sutherland's dope, man. Yeah, he's not in this. Oh, he's not? Dude, he plays like... Wait, you just told me he was. Yeah, no, he is in the movie, but you just said, oh, he's going to be dope. No, he was not dope. Damn. No, he, he plays like the freaking... Man, the comedy dude, the... the the Comedic relief? The comedic relief, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that took you a long time to get to that word. <laughs> I, fuck, I don't know. Uh, So, anyways, <laughs> it takes place in the 1850s, dude. And it's about a master criminal who tries to oh, okay. to rob a large train or try to rob a train from a large sum of gold, right? Uh-huh. And it's a really convoluted, like, scheme to how to get to it. Like, they explained it right off the bat in the beginning of the movie. It's like, oh, uh, there's this huge, you know, safe full of, like, a shit ton of gold, right? Right. And then uh, the way to get into it is to go through this long-ass train. It's at the end of this really long train. And it's protected by several guard by 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 guards that are you know interchanging and they're always there right next mm-hmm. to the safe. There and to open the safe, you need two keys. Oh no, you need four keys. What the fuck? Yeah, That's you need four keys, and then two of the guards that are there are holding two of them, and then the other two are held by two other guys who are never there, who, are, who so never like annoying. like with them or whatever, or or who who are the only ones who know where they're at and like. They, they hide them, right? Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like, they, they explain it, that to you, right? Uh-huh. It's super hard to get to it. And then uh, this Sean Connery comes in. He's like, oh, oh no, this guy's talking about, like, the, the thing, you know, like, the gold. Like, oh, yeah, they're never going to open it. It's impenetrable. Like, they're like, it's the typical, like, it's impenetrable, I tell you. Yeah, like, of course. No one will ever get to this. Blah, blah, blah. And so right off the bat, I'm like, Ugh. so they're going to get into it, of course. <laughs> and then, like, Sean Connery's in the back. He's posing as some dude. And then they, he's like, there. People are like, "Come on, tell us where your key is. Come on, man." And then, like, if I was that guy who was like hiding that key, I'd be like, "Yo, what did I just tell you, man? I, I have a shit ton of gold, man, and I, I gotta hide this key. Why would I tell your bitch ass? You know, I'd be like, no, hell no." But this guy is like gloating. He's like, "It's around my neck at all times, and I take it even in the shower, so it's never off my neck." Oh my god, like, bro, you just dumb fucked up right there. Somebody's listening in on this, and they're going to be like, all right, cool. I know where to find that key. Dunzos. I can just fucking shoot you and take it. But anyways, the whole movie ends up being about, like, getting these keys, right? 
Yeah. And the other guy, you know, he lives in a big old mansion with like a bunch of like uh, servants and stuff like that. And there's so many rooms and there's so many people. There's a, a kid who sleepwalks all the time. So if you accidentally wake him up, he makes a huge, you know, noise. So he'll wake up the whole family. So it's really hard to like kind of get into his house to steal the key, right? Mm-hmm. I will mention if you do decide to watch this movie, there is like kind of like a dog, not necessarily a dog fighting scene, yeah. but it's like. It's this like bedding thing where like they throw down a bunch of rats in like this little ground area and they Jeez. bet on how many rats the dog can eat or kill. Talk about old movies though, and they do like crazy random scenes. Yeah. And, they, and you look back into them and you're like, what were you thinking when you were writing this, bro? Like what was going through your mind? What was what was part of the fucking society not, at this time? I'm not going to lie, man. They were probably actually at one of those things and they're like, hey, we should put this in the movie. Uh, <laughs> someone must have stopped. Someone should have stopped them. Well, <laughs> clearly no one stopped them. But Michael Crichton, man. Oh, yeah. So anyways. Yeah, I know, man. Anyways. Uh, was it a good movie, though? Like, did, so you just hated it? I wouldn't say I hated it. The movie was good. Like, as really? far as, you like. you think it was good? Mm, uh, it was alright. <laughs> it was alright? <laughs> it was alright. Like, uh, it sounds like you didn't like it at all. <laughs> it was like, because it reminds, I've seen so many heist movies now. Mm-hmm. Nothing was a surprise. So, so on like level of heist movie, how much heist was there? Was uh, it a single heist that just like? Let me put it to you this way: the the prep for it took longer than the heist. Oh my god, that that's the reverse of how it should be. I know Ocean's Eleven really like turned the heist movies on their heads because they're like the planning is. I mean, gathering the group takes like long, like a little bit longer now. But that's kind of like the fun part: finding the right guy to get do the right job and what they're gonna do and. That's how it's supposed to be. Like the person who's gonna do the job ends up explaining, like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, you know, or or this is what I'm good at, and you try to figure out, like, okay, how is that gonna play in, you know? Right. And uh, this movie doesn't do it. There leaves nothing. Like, there's like a girl who's kind of hot, and then they're like, well, he's into prostitutes, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? So I guess that girl's gonna try and seduce him, right? And that's pretty much what happens. Seduces so the guy to like try to take off his key. So it's pretty much just like obvious what they're going to do as they're doing it. Yeah. That's a whack, man. Yeah, it was there's, I was like, oh man. There's like a fame there's it's not famous. There's this there's a character in The Flash. Okay. His name is Leonard Snart. And he has this like cool line uh-huh. in the TV show that says, There are four, only four rules you need to remember. Make the plan, execute the plan, expect the plan to go off the rails, throw away the plan. <laughs> and that's how fucking goddamn ice movies should go. Yeah. Like you shouldn't have to be like obvious if your viewers know what's going to happen, then what's the fucking point? Yeah, and, like, well, I mean, there's only, like, one few... Twi- like, the there's some pretty good moments where, like, Donald Sutherland pretends to be a dead guy because they're, like... Because so they they end up getting this pickpocket to help him. And okay. uh, the pickpocket, what he does is uh he ends up... Man, what does he do? Oh, because he, he, they have, still have to get it from the, the cops, you know? Mm-hmm. The train station people. So the pickpocket shows them how to break into this place. Uh, and that's how they get the key. But then that pickpocket, they help him escape from jail. Okay. And then uh, he ends up getting caught again, and he rats him out. And they find out, they get the information, and so they they start inspecting every carriage that might hold a person in it inside that inside the train. They have to inspect every single one of them. So that's why Donald Sutherland has to like pretend to be a dead guy. Man, and dude. that's how he gets in. You know what, Joey? What? I'm sorry, bro. You shouldn't have watched this movie. <laughs> I, I like this. This this sounds really bad. No, there was like uh, some moments of suspense well, okay. How in it. How long was the movie? Huh? How long was the movie? It's an hour and fifty. 
It's an hour 50. Yeah. What you just explained to me sounds like the entire movie. And it took you like 15 minutes to explain it. No, no, dude, I'm not even done with the movie. Oh my God, dude. I don't know if I can listen to the rest of this fucking movie. Okay, so, yeah. (laughs) Dude, I had to watch it, so now you have to listen. Oh my God. I didn't didn't bore you with details. (laughs) I gave you all the interesting shit out of the hunt for Red October. Oh my God. No, well, I'll I'll sum it up this way. He gets away with the gold. What? But he gets caught. Yeah, Sean Connery gets caught. Oh, what? Okay, that was kind of a surprise. And then he, he goes to court and trial for it. And then, Fuck, uh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but does he escape or not? I guess you're going to have to watch the movie. Oh, shit. Nah, I'm just kidding. He does escape. Okay, cool, because you just saved people two hours of their lives. <laughs> yeah, dude. I would give this... If I had to give this movie a score... It's going to be a five. Huh? It's going to be a five. No, dude. What the hell? I'd give this movie a one. Damn. Maybe a two. See? Maybe a two. Maybe a two? 2.1. <laughs> That's being nice to this yeah, movie? Yeah, 2.1 because there was like some key scenes... Like mm-hmm. when they're trying to get the keys from the train guy, that's a really good scene because they're like trying to hide and they have to time it right to get like the, to break into the place, get the copies of the keys and then get the fuck out. Like that was really cool. It was a cool little scene. Same thing with the uh, the whole train robbery itself because tra- Sean Connery ends up having to like get on top of the train and like break, like go into the bot, break into that carriage. And then uh, the reason he gets caught is because he's full of soot from the train and all this other stuff. So, I mean, and then, like, the fact that he gets caught, like, this total twist, you know? Mm-hmm. So, there, there is some kind of, like, some parts where I'm like, oh, okay, like, there's some, uh, how would I explain it? Like, uh, uh, Rian, uh, man, redemption, like, re- redeem- re- redeeming scenes. Of course. So, I would say, like, if you're going to watch it, like, just know that there's some better heist movies. There is. That are- Ironically, which is a great segue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You didn't get to watch it, but Entrapment. Oh, yeah? I mean, from what you're making The Great Train Robbery be, it doesn't sound like a great heist movie. It sounds like an okay heist movie, but maybe that's because it's dealing with being in a period piece. You said yeah. it was 1850s, right? Yeah. So maybe there's just not the kind of technology. It's kind of simple. Um, Yeah, I would say so. I mean, that's what I liked about Entrapment is that I watched it, I'm pretty sure, in the theater, I think, maybe. I'm not sure anymore. Now I'm just lying to people. I, I, I honestly, the movie's good. Yeah, I, it's worth a watch. I wish you had watched it because I really wanted to hear what you thought of this movie because you've never watched it, right? Entrapment. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting Sean Connery movie. Again, it's kind of like this one. I kind of consider it being a Sean Connery movie because mm-hmm. it's split between him and Catherine Zeta Jones. Okay. And they both like play off each other really well, which is such a such an important thing when it comes to like being a supporting actor. That I think Sean Connery just nails out of the fucking park every time. You know, because you know that he's only ever won one Oscar. Who? Sean Connery. No, I didn't know that. I didn't right. know he won anything. Do you want to guess what it is? Trivia. Oh, uh, like what movie? Yeah, what movie? Hmm, well, you're talking about Entrapment, so... Clearly. I'm thinking it's Entrapment. No, he didn't win for fucking Entrapment. Okay. Then, uh, uh let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, I don't know. What? He won for The Untouchables. Damn, that would... Uh, just... Best Supporting Actor, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Like, and he does really well. Like, in this movie, he makes Catherine Zeta-Jones look awesome. And in turn, she does the same thing for him. Like, the the way they play off each other as, like, a person, a young person who's a thief mm-hmm. and an older person who's been a thief for forever, it, it's a really good dynamic between the two of them. Like, he acts like a dick. She doesn't understand why everything needs to be, like, so on time. Yeah. And, it, and it's, the movie has, like, so many good scenes 
and the heist makes sense and what they're building towards. Yeah. Like, I don't mind giving too much away, but I do think that I want to keep some of it away. Like, the ultimate ending heist is... There's three heists in this movie, yeah. by the way. Two of them, which you really see getting planned. The ultimate ending heist is literally about the clock hitting midnight on the millennium. Because do you remember Y2K? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's what the whole movie was about. Was Y2K ending up, like, crashing everything. So it's about like stealing a bunch of fucking money from all these banks and corporations at the time that it changes for the millennia. Wow. It's, it's a pretty sweet movie. Ving Rhames comes out in it. He makes a crazy appearance. And I think he plays the character pretty well. He's kind of weird and out there, but you know, that's just Ving Rhames' character. Uh, Will Patton comes out in this movie too. Mm-hmm. He, he nails his parts that he comes out in. I, overall, I think the movie is, is a pretty decent movie. I would, I would even tell you like you should watch it you might not fucking love it you might not even think it's like a fucking five but i think you think it's better than fucking the great train robbery (laughs) Uh, overall movie's dope i think everybody should watch it i grew up watching this movie when i was a kid and it fascinated me like this was before oceans 11 and i think this movie is up there when it comes to heist movies Mm. because of the way like the interest the intricity of the movie intricacities i don't know what the fuck the word is right now but yeah the people at home know what you mean And uh, it also made me realize that every director that gets to work or writer that gets to work with Sean Connery turns him into James Bond. (laughs) Because he has a James Bond moment in here where he's already inside Catherine Zeta-Jones' hotel, Mm -hmm. sitting in the dark, and has stolen her gun. And I'm just like, this is totally a James Bond move. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is so weird that that every movie I watch, I'm like, oh, that's something James Bond would do. Oh, that's something James Bond would do. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it kind of works with, like, the idea that he turned into a supporting actor in his later life mm-hmm. and he kind of just took on that role and he took it on a stride and he was like, you know what? People don't, maybe he thought like people don't come to see me. They come to see the movie itself. Yeah. And apparently he was an ass on set too. Like not, not in this movie, but like at one point he made Richard Greer die in the first night. Cor- die, cry. Excuse oh, me. I was <laughs> he like, killed whoa, Richard Greer. dude, he made him die. Like he just <laughs> wrote his name in a book. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> death note and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh no he made richard greer cry excuse me okay like richard greer came late to set one day and connery just looked at him and was like so you just you just come in late is that what you do you fucking ass and richard greer just started crying apparently oh that's it i, I don't uh, know you know what dude what you were saying before i thought like maybe like he was like slapped him around a little bit like no you come late with the set yeah <laughs> you you little you little you little stupid ass bitch. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't fucking, fucking with you. you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Entrapment. Good movie. Okay. Well, speaking of twists and turns. Yeah. Just Cause is like filled with them, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I would say the first half was really good. It's very interesting what happens in the movie. Like you kind of like are led one way, you know, and kind of like mm-hmm. you, you're in it and you kind of like are convinced of it. And then it turns out to be something you totally don't expect, but, uh, it's, it's, it's really good. Like, um, so what's a quick synopsis? What do you think? I'm trying is- to think of like a, a way to describe this, sh- the, the movie, like mm-hmm. in a way, but pretty much. So this guy gets picked up by the police, gets beaten and then is oh. coerced to, 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 uh, what's it called? To say that he did something. To mm-hmm. today, he killed a girl, a little girl, and like he butchered and like raped her. Right. There's a scene in the movie where like Sean Connery's get, Sean Connery's a, like a professor in this movie, right? 
Right. Wait, hold up, hold up. Everyone probably just heard me like completely be very silent when you said that he raped her. And that's because I'm so enthralled as to what the fuck this movie's about. Yeah. yeah I suddenly like, wait, what? Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, continue. So, and then uh, he, damn, man, I lost my space. Okay, so Sean Connery is like giving a lecture. He's a professor. And he's like saying stuff about like how he's having, no, he's not giving a lecture. He's having a debate with another professor. Okay. And uh, he's, they're talking about, uh, capital punishment uh-huh. and so about giving people the chair and all this other stuff this guy says like oh you know what they gave so-and-so the chair he was electrocuted for like 20 minutes longer than they should have and then he still Fuck. woke up wait he was electrocuted for 20 minutes something like that. no actually he was electrocuted i was woke like this was barbecue bro no. like, he's charred <laughs> no, black no wait, wait somebody does get barbecued for 20 minutes but it's after he he had survived the initial one what? Something like that. The guy mentions that, and then the like Green Mile shit, and then he yeah, and then he like does it. They do it even longer, and then this guy is like brutally killed. You know, Fuck. so it's not even like a quick like okay, he he got the chair, he's dead. Uh-huh. It's more like like you're dying, bro. Like <laughs> you ain't getting out of this one. Like, but anyways, so he's like, was that fair? Is that you know? Is that does that fit the crime of like? <laughs> You know, is this movie murder? just them two He's arguing like, about whether or not criminal what is it capital punishment capital punishment's real or worth it? Yeah, they're they're debating that because they're saying like, oh, I mean, is it? Because he's all like, so that's Sean Connery saying that, and then like the other guy's like, well, you know, uh, how would you feel if this guy had killed your wife and daughter? You know, would you have done the same? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, what, no, he he said, wouldn't you want revenge? Wouldn't you want you know justice for your family? And then Sean Connery says like. Not in the system or whatever, you know, not mm-hmm. not through this system, you know, like he would want something else, not electrocution or whatever. Or maybe he oh, said okay. uh, he never really says anything about like what what should you do instead. But he says like, no, like I still don't think capital punishment is the right answer. Hmm. And it kind of and then uh, it just ends like that. And people are, like applauding like, yeah, he's walking away. Wait, right? That was a whole movie. No, no, no. He's walking <laughs> away. Right. Uh-huh. And then there's. <laughs> This lady walks up to them and, he, and she goes like, "They're gonna kill my baby." And then he goes, "I'm sorry." Like <laughs> he's like, "I just came off this fucking stage and you're gonna tell me about some fucking child, dude." Yeah, dude. Like it's so funny because he like his reaction is like, "What? Like what the hell's going on?" <laughs> he's like, "What the fuck did I walk into right now?" Because she was like, I was "Like on my way to McDonald's," and she she explains. My son is being put to the chair because of crime he didn't commit, and blah blah blah. blah. Oh, that and, makes and sense. And it's, it's, she's talking about the guy from the beginning, and you're like, oh my god, like this guy's having a heart attack. Wait, who's being killed? Like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> he's like, and your why, child? And why are you telling me? <laughs> and and then, why are you and telling then, the cops? And that's where you learn he's not like a, a lawyer anymore. But pretty much, he gets coerced into doing this. Uh, <laughs> that was a dope intro, Joey. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up taking this uh, whole like case based on his wife's like recommendation it's this guy and he's like telling him everything that happened and like Lawrence Fishburne is the whole time is trying to convince him like he did do this like fucking Morpheus yeah dude and I he's like telling him like nope yep he did this like uh like I can tell like I know uh, even though I forced the convention I know he did it kind of that kind of thing yeah 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 and then so Ed Harris ends up coming out in this movie what yeah yeah he plays a fucking great role. He's a serial killer in it, right? Oh, dope. Yeah, dude. And he ends up giving him like biblical cryptic clues as to like uh, the murder weapon and all that stuff. And uh, the guy from the beginning, he ends up 
like I won't give it away, but like he get he ends up saying like yeah like I hear him every night, kind of like yelling like Damn. I I did it. You're going to jail for my crime, blah blah blah. And pretty much he ends up trying to figure it out so to get him off, right? And that's mm-hmm. his, that's his whole thing. At the end of it, there's like another twist and there's other like there's other stuff that goes on. I mean, I think for me, the biggest twist was finding out that Scarlett Johansson is in this movie. Wait, what? How old is she in this movie? She's like a little girl, dude. What? Yeah, as soon as she comes out, you're like, the first time she comes out, you don't notice her. Uh The second time she comes out, you're like, whoa, that's Scarlett Johansson as a little girl. Fuck. Yeah, and she's like, I won't tell you who she is. Maybe you're going to watch it. I do. No, actually, like after the, just the intro alone of this movie, that's what I said. (laughs) Like, good intro, Joey, because like, I'm fucking hooked. That should just be the trailer. Like, this Two old men arguing with each other, and then a woman comes up and is like, "My baby, yeah, you're yeah. gonna kill my baby." You're gonna kill my- no, dude, there's some dude that gets beat up. That's gets picked up by the cops and gets beat up with a, a phone booth, a yeah, phone, no, phone I, book, I, and then a I phone know booth. That. I understand shit. that. <laughs> no, I understand that. But no. I'm talking about like just the intro of, I mean, just the trailer. No, the trailer should have just been that. I also want to mention that this movie is like really good in the beginning. I get, I just gave you all the good parts. Damn. Yeah. And that was an hour. That the. the the movie? How long is the movie? No, no. I mean, like, that was the whole hour of the first hour of the movie? Honestly, yeah. What the fuck? Like, the first God hour of the it. movie? Fucking movies, man. No, well, I, there's still a lot more that, you know, like, I just gave you, like, a rundown of, like, a big chunk of it. Mm-hmm. The hour's, the, the movie's, like, an hour and 42. Okay. But I will say, like, it's, it's very, like, the acting is so good in it that it kind of, like, I don't want to put, like, any blame anything, but I think it goes to, if, if it falls short, it's it's only because of the direction. It yeah. was very well directed. It was like it was very unique in the way it laid out the story and it kind of kind of draws you into like even like the there's photos of like what they did to the little girl like oh fuck yeah 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 and they show them <laughs> yeah they show them and you're like ooh like that's that's rough you know fuck. and I guess like the director had something to do with like that kind of stuff like. I don't know. I read something like the director was really into crime dramas or has a history of like doing those kinds of movies. Oh, okay. So her like influence was in that, you know, like she wanted to make it like as realistic, you know, like. Who's the director? Ar- Arne Glim- Glimcher? Glim- hmm. Glimcler? Never heard of him. Uh, she did like Mambo Kings, Gorillas in the Mist. That she, was, she, she was a She was a producer in Gorillas in the Mist. Gorillas in the Mist is that one movie about that that lady with the that with one the, movie about that one thing. No, no, <laughs> no. The the Isn't that a party, the bro? lady with the with the gorillas in the jungle. Like she. The, oh, Jane Goodall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was Jane Goodall. I don't know. I don't know what who it actually was. Or so D- or Diane Fa- Diane Fossey. That ring any name? That I mean, I I've heard of the name, but I, I can't put anything. To but it. she didn't really make any other movies. But mm. pretty much her direction in the that the way she did it is uh just kind of drain the story like with its thrills really oh okay like like sounds like a good movie though honestly like compared to the last movie that you had to watch this one actually sounded like it was worth it yeah no it was really was like i I was really it was kind of like a lifetime movie but oh, with what? like a that, star that does set. not sound like a lifetime movie <laughs> no like trust me when you watch it you're gonna be like oh this is like i would if it was on lifetime i'd be like i'm gonna watch this like <laughs> i'm actually gonna watch this it's the best lifetime movie ever made <laughs> there is some good lifetime movies I, I mean they're really predictable and everything obviously but i would say if you watch this one you're gonna be like whoa 
Didn't see that one coming. What? Like, <laughs> see, I love twist movies, so this make this is why I'm already invested in this movie, and I really want to watch it now. Damn it, man! Yeah, you no. should have told me. I would have watched this movie. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah. I, I tried telling you. I was like, just cause. Like, I've yeah, heard a lot didn't of stuff. You tell me that there's like a lady that comes out. I was like, my baby. Nigga, <laughs> I, didn't my know, baby. I watched it. No, but it's a crime thriller, and there's like it ends up going to court and all that stuff. And it's uh, Lawrence Fishburne is really, really good in it. That like he plays a bad me. guy. Like or. You see him as a bad guy throughout the whole movie, and you're like, holy shit. Like, and then you, this is how big of a twist it is. Like, you end up rooting for him at the end. What? And you're like, what the fuck? fuck just- dude, this movie sounds great. Now everyone's going to be pissed. See, George, why didn't you watch this movie? Yeah. Why didn't you watch this movie? You spent time watching fucking- Hunt for Red October. Hunt <laughs> for October. Watch some Marines. You bro. fucking watched The Last Crusade how many fucking times already, but you decided oh, to watch yeah. it again? <laughs> it's a I good mean, movie, that's why. No, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you watched The Last Crusade, so what would you, what do you think about that? Okay, so I was watching it, man, and I, I, as I was watching it, I immediately went, I don't know if I want to talk about this movie. Yeah. Because. John he, Connery's not that. He's not important in this movie. It's like the same thing with Red October. It's like, he plays an important, pivotal role in the movie. Absolutely. He's Indiana's dad. He's a main character, essentially, throughout the whole movie. He's a driving force throughout the movie. But I didn't want to go deep into Indiana Jones because I'm like, I really want to talk about the whole series as a whole because I think it's one of the greatest action films series ever. I would say it's an adventure series, not yeah. an action film. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You're 100% right. Okay, so I want to ask you. So if do you think that Sean Connery is mainly a father figure in most roles, right? I think in his later roles, yes. Like everything probably past 1990 he's, or 19... When the fuck did Indiana Jones come out? I don't know. After Indiana Jones, yeah. So you think it was after Indiana Jones or before? I, I don't have his IMDb up, so I can't say. But I think in his later years, yes. Okay. And what would you say that like, well, no, because I mean, uh, The Untouchables came out before that, didn't it? Yeah, see, even that movie, he, I feel like a majority of his, not majority, a lot of the later work, yeah. he does supporting roles. He's not a main, the main character. I mean, so The Grand Train Robbery came out in 1978, right? Uh-huh. Zardoz came out in 1974. And so... Great, uh, the great train robbery. He was still a uh, main actor. Okay. And never say never came out in uh, nineteen eighty three. Oh what? Okay, see that's crazy. So, Plus, did you know where that name came from? Oh, never say never again. Oh, anyways, yeah, no, I didn't know. Uh, that is a joke at Sean Connery because he didn't want to play James Bond anymore. Oh. And he told his wife, "I'm never gonna play James Bond again." <laughs> and then his wife tells the story to all of the people right in the bo- movie, uh-huh. and they're like, "Ha." We're going to name this movie Never Say Never Again. Okay. So that came out in 1983, right? Okay. His next movie was in 1984 called Sword of the Valiant. He was the Green Knight. I don't know if he was was the main actor in that. Mm -hmm. But right after that, Highlander, 1986. See, and immediately he's already already put into that role of mentor-ish person. Yeah, because after that, it's The Untouchables. It's uh, Hunt for Red October. So do you think it was Highlander that made him that pivotal role? Because, I mean... You've seen Highlander? Yeah, I have. How does he play that father figure in that role? So, technically, in that movie, he only comes out in the first, I believe, 30-ish minutes. Okay. Because he is the original Highlander who tells uh, John McLeod. John McLeod? I can't remember his name. McLeod is Mm -hmm. his name, the character name. Yeah. How and what Highlanders are. How they work and how their rules work for Highlanders. And being an immortal and how he needs to make sure that he's ready and prepared because mm-hmm. at one point all these Highlanders are going to meet up and kill each other and there can only be one, which is that famous line. Yeah. There can only be one. Yeah. 
And he plays it very much like, okay, you are clearly a baby and you don't know what the fuck's going on because your village hates you and they kick you out because you can't die. Well, I'm going to tell you what you are. I'm going to train you to become become powerful enough to take on these other people who are going to try to murder you. And at the end of the day, I'm going to make sure that you are prepared. And then he dies. <laughs> uh, it's like typical mentor shit. Like as soon as he yeah. learns, as soon as McLeod learns everything, Sean Connery dies. And it, it's a really good movie. Have you ever watched Highlander? Nah, dude. It, it's not like, I personally think it's a great movie, probably because I watched it with my dad. Yeah. And I enjoy the movie and I think it's silly. But, like, it's in the 80s, so of course it's going to be silly. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's modern times, and these guys are running around with swords trying to chop <laughs> each other's heads off. But it's a good movie, and he plays a really good role in that movie. And it's interesting that that's the movie that you're telling me is the one that set him down this part of supporting actors. Maybe he was just hunting for an Oscar. Maybe. I mean, Highlander was 1986, but Just Cause? Uh, I'm trying to remember what. I should probably look it up. But yeah, I think it was, like, 1990-something. 1995. Okay. So, but he was like the main actor in that one. Yeah. See, I, so he, I think he was still going back and forth because he, he, I mean, we didn't even talk about The Rock. Yeah. And that, again, he's not necessarily the main character in that yeah, movie. Yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. The Rock, in The Rock, he, he, it comes out in 96 and he's going back to being like, oh, I'm a leading man again. But he's not. He's not the main, he's not the leading man in that movie. What about an Entrapment? An Entrapment, again, it's a shared co star ish role. Mm hmm. And The Rock, I guess you can even say that it is a co-star-ish role because Nick Cage is really the main character in that movie. What about The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I mean, that I think, oh man, that's an interesting topic. Do you, Okay, the last thing I wanted to say about Indiana Jones, okay. because I didn't want to talk about the movie, but I want to talk about his role, is that, my fucking God, there was times in that movie where I get pretty sad because it really feels like Indy's dad, Sean Connery, is so fucking sad when Indy dies supposedly when he gets thrown off the cliff but he survives like the the emotion in his face is fucking real and i was like god damn sean connery's fucking amazing like it's so good that he's able to like almost get into his role so well that he actually believes that harrison ford is his son and there's even a scene at the end where harrison ford indiana jones is like trying to reach for the grail and uh, Sean Connery's like holding him up by an arm and he's just he, and he calls him junior throughout the entire movie and that that is the one moment and the only time in the whole movie that he's holding him and he's trying to convince him to let the grail go and it's something that Connery's character has wanted his entire life and he says let it go Indiana let it go and I'm like holy fuck dude that's how emotional it gets because he accepts his son for who he is and he wants his son to realize that he cares about him and that even though he calls him Junior, he wants and accepts him for being Indiana. And I thought that was incredible acting on fucking Sean Connery's part. Yeah, that's heavy, dude. I thought it was cool. But yeah, I mean, moving on to a movie that's not as good. Yeah, League no. of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Where do you stand on this movie? Uh, I actually thought it was pretty good. Dude, me too. I thought it was okay. I, I mean, I still like this movie. I say it's the uh, the Avengers before they were the Avengers came out. Yeah, it's you so You want funny? me to tell you how? No, 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 no. Oh, it's no? so okay, funny. Fuck you didn't <laughs> it's so funny because me and you think the exact same fucking thing, bro. Okay. I literally wrote that all over my notes. This is fucking Joss Whedon copying everything for Avengers. Yeah, it's fucking, it's crazy. Like, so, so the first things first, Loki is definitely, what's his name? Jo- Dorian Gray, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the, the Hulk is obviously Hyde. Uh-huh. And, I mean, they're sharing the H and H, right? Mm-hmm. 
Alan Quartermain, that's what's his name? Captain America, the old yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. And then the young guy is probably see and this is where I like I'm like, okay, which one's Iron Man? Is either Captain Nemo? So this or is where is... we can go kind of like argumentum and okay. like not just the Avengers, but the entire like Avengers. Because yeah. then I would say Quartermain is Iron Man and the young dude is uh Peter Parker. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're going as a whole. Yeah, like if we're going as a whole, but I agree with you, this is just the very first Avengers film. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like uh there if you guys have never watched this movie, dude, it's it's, it's actually good. pretty it's really entertaining. It's uh-huh. I'm not saying it's like really, really good, like oh man, no. it's a must watch. No. If anything, I'm saying like, oh, if it's on TV, you should probably It's on watch FX. It. Trust me, it's on FX. It's free on Prime. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I watched it. Oh, which crazy thing. Uh, on Prime, did you know that they give you trivia on the side? No. Yeah, like if you move your mouse or you move the thing, it'll tell you, like, obviously it tells you all the actors that comes out. Yeah. But on my computer, it was telling me trivia about the movie. Wow. I, I was didn't like, know that. good shit, fucking Amazon Prime. Well, I didn't know that. Anyways, so League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I'm thinking, like, if you're going to watch this movie, there is like one or two slow parts, I would mm-hmm. say. One or two slow parts. But uh, this movie is like, just a typical action movie. Like there's uh there's also some twists on this one. Uh, I'm gonna say the biggest twist. It's been over ten years. You should have watched this movie by now. But James Moriarty is in this movie, and <laughs> he ends up being the big bad, aka Thanos. <laughs> and like, I mean, it doesn't disappoint. Like it's it's actually pretty good. It's a good twist. And I thought there was gonna be a second one at the end of this movie. You're uh-huh. thinking like, oh shit. Can't wait for Alex Alex G two. Okay, so the crazy thing about this movie is, did you know it was a graphic novel? I don't know if you. Yes, I did. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Made by Alan Moore. Do you know what he's famous for? No, what? Dude, he created the Killing Joke. No way. Yes, dude. He wrote the Killing Joke. He wrote uh, V for Vendetta. He Damn. wrote Watchmen. And then he made this garbage. Well, okay. no, the the graphic novel is only five novels long. Okay. And this movie is nothing like the graphic novel. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to ask you that because uh, did you read the thing about like, apparently there was like these guys who like sued because they were like, hey, uh, they literally took our ideas and they put it under the name of this movie that has nothing to do with the graphic novel. Yeah. I didn't hear about that. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 I don't remember the people, but pretty much they were like, hey, uh, we went to Fox uh, like with a, with a TV idea and they turned it down. We went to them several times with this idea. Fucking and fuck. Yeah, and they turned it down, and then they bought the rights to this comic book, and now it's like, uh, what's it called? And, and and now we watched it, and it's the exact same idea that we just told them about. Like, what the hell? Like, what? Like, they can't do that, you know? Yeah. And it turns out, like, they lost it, or like, they settled afterwards, and they're like, oh, we just feel robbed, you know? Like, this movie has so much bad tarnish around it because I didn't know about that, but did you hear that the that Sean Connery and the director got into it a bunch? No, what? Yeah, dude. Apparently, the the reason the movie is actually watchable is because Sean Connery was really into the editing. Like, he was a part of the editing process, and he was making sure that the movie was actually watchable. And this movie, we haven't mentioned it, but this is Sean Connery's last movie. Yeah. And, and this movie is the reason he didn't act anymore. He retired after, and he's like, I hate everyone in the fucking movie business. They're all a bunch of jackasses. Damn. And I was like, fuck, that sucks because I like this movie. <laughs> and apparently I like it because Sean Connery made it good. And it's funny because we're watching it, obviously, like you're mentioning, 
Like it's an Avengers movie. Yeah. And I think it's done really well. I was talking to Danielle about it and I was like, dude, this movie, I hate that when it comes to remakes and like reimaginings and sequels of old movies, like why hasn't this been turned into a remake? Like this should have been, Hollywood makes remakes of great movies. Like, for example, or reimaginings. For example, Ghostbusters, right? They did the all-female version, which I liked. I thought it was okay. I, they're redoing it again this coming year with fucking Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. And why haven't no, has, why hasn't one touched this movie? I, I feel like the material is there. If there's five graphic novels for it, and we're in the golden age of fucking comic book movies, this yeah. should be remade. And I think it has so much potential. Like, the ending is great. The fact that he isn't dead is fucking awesome. Oh, well, he can't die. He's, I mean, do you know about Alan Quartermain, the book that it's about? Um, no, I don't actually, the but Solomon, I, I looked a little bit into the it. The Solomon Mines. So pretty much he's, I mean, they mentioned in the movie, he's cursed by a witch doctor. Yeah. And, uh, but he saves him from the Solomon Mines pretty much or something uh, like that. And yeah, then Africa won't let me die. Yeah. And then Africa won't let him die. I don't think it's Africa though in the, in the books. I oh, can't no? remember. Yeah. Maybe but, that's how Alan Moore changed it up for the book. For yeah. The I think that, that's how they changed it up. So pretty much, yeah, he just gets buried and he comes back to life. Kind of a little pet cemetery thing. Pet cemetery thing. I, I think this movie's great. I honestly think that everybody, if you have Amazon Prime, you probably definitely should go watch this. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a really good movie. I I would say the only, I have two two gripes about this movie. Okay. Okay. Number one thing is it uses really bad CGI uh-huh. and, it really, and it uses really bad CGI for a very long time. Too Longer than they need to. It's granted it was made in 2003, but come on, bro. You should have just gone practical effects on this one. Yeah, like there was a lot of like effects where it's like you should have just used like, uh, like if you were going to use CGI, like used it for a little bit, you know, like they used the I'm gonna call him Abomination to mm-hmm. his the Hulk in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so fucking terrible looking. Yeah, it was so bad. I was like, oh god, like I know this is a long time ago, but Jesus, why are you exposing it so for so long, you know. Yeah, and he's so red and like fucking terrible. Like the muscles don't even look like muscles. Yeah. That was I was watching that and like I literally checked out of the movie at that point. Yeah, towards the that's towards the end. Yeah. And it and it sucks because like what's the other thing you hated? The the plot. The whole plot of the bad guy. Yeah, James Moriarty good. was pretty much essentially trying to drown Venice. Well, he it wasn't about drowning Venice, but sure. But okay, yeah, but the long haul the long job was like creating a world war, right? Yeah. But he tries to start that by drowning Venice. Yeah, well, I mean, he says it in the movie, right? He's like, okay, my plot was never to, to drown Venice. It was always to start World War. If I drown Venice and it starts a World War, great. But it was also a secondary move. Like, it turns into fucking an anime with like, yeah. but also at the same time, I was thinking about this. Yeah. And he was like, and I was going to steal all of your powers. And <laughs> that was the whole point that he had this set up. And I'm like, all right, well, that's not... That's not a very good plot. <laughs> yeah, the plot was like very like odd. Like, oh, I'm just trying to get all your power so I can create a my own Avengers team. You For know? real? And I was like, okay. The anti-Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's kind of dumb. Like, why would you, what? I was like, oh, okay. Like, I guess, you know? Maybe. Yeah, it wasn't, the whole ending, I guess, you, what do you call it? The third act of the movie is such a letdown because they just go to fucking Antarctica or whatever yeah. and they're trying to stop this one dude. It's not, there's no big stakes involved. You already stopped the plot to start a world war. Now we're just stopping this dude who wants to be a businessman. Yeah. Like it was just, uh, 
it's kind of a letdown. Like, and then they do end up making like two replicas, which is like the Invisible Man and like the, another Mister Hyde. The Abomination. Yeah, the Abomination. And and, and it was okay. Yeah. Like it was like the fights were cool, I guess. And then uh, there's a vampire lady too. That was she was pretty cool. Nina Hart Harker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, like this movie, I feel like had is ripe for a remake. Like I think this movie, if you change the plot but you keep the characters, it could be amazing. Also, you could all you could just make it into like a sequel and be like, all right, well, Sean Connery is dead, dead, and Alan Quartermain is not coming back. Or technically, or Alan Quartermain when he comes back to life, he's actually a younger man, right? I guess so. Yeah. I I I was reading that that like once he comes back to life out of that pit. Once he goes into the Lazarus pit, he comes back and he's like, I'm young again. And you could just make, cast a new person who kind of looks like Sean Connery and be that. Hey, so, yeah. so let's say you were remaking this movie. I knew this right? was going to happen. <laughs> uh, don't use any of the people they've already used. Mm-hmm. Which characters do you use? Which from other like... Oh, from other books? Yeah. Damn. You know... I'll give you some. No, no, no. I, I will mention one. I don't. I don't want you to take the credit because I'll be like, oh, I could have said that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, I want to throw Van Helsing into it because Mina Hark- Harker uh-huh. actually brings him up, and I'm like, that'll be cool to have him in. Okay, okay, okay. But who are you gonna say? Yeah, wait, is that with uh, Hugh Jackman as the? I mean, if he wants to come back, I'm not gonna stop him, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's some the Huntsman. Nah. The the shittiness of that movie is still too close to my fucking brain. Goldilocks. That sounds whack as fuck. I'd rather have the bears. Fine. You'd rather have the three bears? <laughs> really? I mean, it'd be funny to have them come out as like a, a little mini boss. Okay. <laughs> okay, the three little pigs. No, fuck no. I already have <laughs> okay, the bears. The wolf. The wolf? Or the wolf man. Uh, I, I would consider the, doing the wolf man because we talked about that. I don't know, like a few podcasts ago. Like, I wish that movie, you were wishing that that movie could be better. And I think they could do that better with wolf man. Okay, okay. So you you pick the mo- you pick the wolf man so he wolf like man, he turns himself, he he can control himself turning into the wolf man how about that sure yeah that's dope okay okay, okay. so oh, you oh i would want to throw in uh frankenstein's monster ooh wait so what not dr frankenstein like he's just creating monsters in the back no nah, like dr frankenstein did his thing he went away but like frankenstein's monster is now not a murderous son's a bitch and he's just this dude trying to like stay alive and not the Aaron Eckhart Frankenstein movie either. Okay. So not the other one, the the Young Frankenstein? Yeah, like Frank, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. That movie's dope. But <laughs> I love that movie. Shout out to fucking the person who showed me that movie. What about Hansel and Gretel? See, I think it's been enough time since that Jeremy Renner movie came out. The Huntsman has been out longer than the Hansel and Gretel movie. Snow White and the Huntsman? Yeah. No, it hasn't, bro. Snow White and the Huntsman came out like fucking less than 10 years ago. And the Hands-On Gretel movie came out, like, in the early 2000s. Are you sure about that? I'm positive on that. I'll look it up. But anyways, okay, okay. so anyways, who else? Okay, you look it up. I'm going to think about it. Some other characters. Honestly, I feel like there's not that many. They really nailed the ones I wanted to use. Like, it sucks because Dorian Gray's dead in, at the end of this movie. And he is such a good character to use. And I would have loved to recast him in some, as, like, somebody. Like, maybe have, like, Jim Carrey play him because I think he could play him pretty well. Or... That's what I was going to ask. Or, who would or, you like, have them play? Oh, like... You know who I'd want the main villain to be? And it sucks because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, it's typecasting him. Ah, and this is going to suck. Jim Moriarty from the Sherlock series. Okay. He is such a fucking amazing actor. I think he's so good. He comes out on Sherlock and he's going to be coming out in um, the oh. Golden Compass series. Uh, his name is Andrew Scott. There we go. Oh, okay, okay. Andrew Scott is fucking amazing. I think he could play an awesome villain or just 
Yeah, no, fuck that. Make him a villain because I think he fucking plays it beautifully. It would actually be kind of cool to have Sherlock Holmes come out on this movie, though. Yeah? Yeah, I think that would be dope. Okay. Like, Sherlock Holmes, like, that's the plot of the movie. Sherlock Holmes needs help because Jim Moriarty started to, like, team up with all these fucking fictional, uh, other fictional fucking He's got the Victorian London character. He's got a couple other guys. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, there you go. What about the mummy? <sighs> man, I don't know, man. Because if I bring the mummy in, I might have to bring Brendan Fraser back. <laughs> And I don't know if the world's ready to have Brendan Fraser back. Okay, so anyways, so Snow White and the Huntsman? Yeah. What, when did you say it came out? I I was saying it came out anywhere between 2011 and 2016. Okay, and Hansel and Gretel, when did you say it came out? I thought it came out in 2005 to 2009. Oh, you're wrong. Okay. It's, <laughs> Hansel and Gretel came out in 2013, while Hunts, Snow White and the Huntsman came out in 2012. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. The Jeremy Renner? Yeah. What? What? Really? Yep. That I was is like, so I know weird. you're fucking that up because I was like, I remember that came out like shortly after Snow White and the Huntsman. Damn, that does not seem right. So that I mean, movie seems way older. So I mean, that means you can redo the Huntsman. I mean, it doesn't have to be. I mean, that would be pretty cool if they brought all those people back. You know? Yeah, it would. Like be if cool. they brought Hugh Jackman, uh, fucking Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner, Chris Hemsworth, and the lady who plays uh Gretel. What's her I name? I don't know her name. Gemma Arton or something like that? Or Fem- oh, okay. And then it'd be cool when you just said, so this would be my version. It'd be Moriarty, and he has a fucking league of vampires with him. Just a league of vampires? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he like, hooked up with, like, Dracula or something? No, he found, like, Dracula's nest, and there's, like, uh-huh. a bunch of, like, people there, and he kind of co- he kind of forces them to work for him. Like, mm-hmm. he figures out a way, you know? Yeah. Like, if they don't work for him, you know, he has Dracula's still beating heart, you know, outside of his body. And he drives it through a stake. They're they're all gone, you know? So, they're like, they work for him. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Sherlock Holmes knows something. He knows uh, Moriarty really well, right? Right. And so... He gets these guys, the the best huntsmen. Uh He starts off with, uh, what's it called? Hugh Jackman's character, Van Van Helsing. Helsing? Yeah. And he's all like, I've heard of these other hunters. uh, And it's, you know, Hansel and Gretel. And then uh, they're like, and then the huntsmen. And they're like, all right, let's do this, baby. And so what they don't, what they don't know is that, that there's other monsters, you know, like the wolf, uh, Frankenstein's monster and stuff like that. The mummy. And then, you know, the detective that finds, you know, the that discovers the wolfman, uh-huh. you know, and knows how to beat him. Like, he joins up there, too. He's like, all right, guys, I got silver. Like, <laughs> they're like, okay, whatever. And, <laughs> this would be, I, and now there's a gang of, like, wolfmen <laughs> and a bunch of, like, vampires, and they're all up against them, you know? Yeah, this is, but although... I like the way this sounds, but at the end, with the vampires and the werewolves, it started to sound like Twilight, so we gotta just be careful. Oh, damn, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> we bring back them. <laughs> How about, okay, Ixnay on the on the wolves. How about, like, there's trolls and shit? I think that could work. You know? I, but again, this would not be a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen anymore. Why not? Well, because, I mean... They're extraordinary. I would want it, but that's Some the thing. of them are gentlemen. I think this is a dope movie. <laughs> But I wouldn't want to use that name because I don't want to do Alan Moore dirty like that again. Alan oh, Moore deserves the respect that he gets. I guess you're right. But this movie sounds dope. And I, think that, <laughs> I don't know. Tell, tell us out there, guys. Do you think this movie sounds cool? We get all these actors to say yes, and then we get this craziest movie 
that makes them all retire because we did such a shitty job. (laughs) (laughs) Just like this fucking director did for Sean Connery. Dude, I don't know. I feel like it would work at like for something, you know? Like for sure. Like you could even like expand it, like start adding like somebody finds a time travel, like a time ribbon. (laughs) Or like, yeah. or like a time portal. The or, time traveler no, comes out. No, there's like a lake that's enchanted, and like it time travels through. Like, <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were about to bust Arthur, King Arthur, and shit with the Lady of the Lake. Hell yeah, hell yeah! She takes he she guides you through the lake to the other dimension where Hercules and all them are. This at. this sounds like the literary version of Fast and the Furious, where hell like yeah, it dude. just keeps building and building, and it leads to the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, it's all gonna lead to space. Like a, the alien monster's gonna show up. Predator. I mean, it's a whole franchise, dude. <laughs> oh, we got so far away from Sean Connery. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, I mean, that's it for me. I mean, I that's why that's the only reason I wanted to watch that movie. No, <laughs> no, no. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I mean, I I give it a four point eight. Like really? Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's a little bit messed up. I think the movie's better than that. No, I mean. Sean Connery is the best part. He's kind of like in half of the movie, mm-hmm. and the other the other good parts are like the, the action hide. sequences are good. Yeah, and then the action sequences, except for the last one. With yeah. The, so I mean, I w- I wish there was more I could say about this movie that like was like oh that's really good, but it was just a simple action movie and not a not a great one at that. No. So it was it's that's why it gets the four point eight or whatever I just said. Cool. Well, I think if you have Amazon Prime, watch this movie. Yeah. If it's on TV, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Like it, it, I think it'll entertain you guys. I think that's what... I, and at the end of the day, man, Sean Connery passed away. It's messed up. Uh, I think I think he was a great actor. I think he gave a lot of people a reason to go to the movie theaters. And in this time when we don't have movie theaters to be able to get us away from all the stupidity in the world, it sucks that we don't have one of the great actors like Sean Connery to go back to the movie theater to watch. Kudos. Or, all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. You guys can always like uh, follow and follow us on at the Podcasters Cup on Instagram and Twitter. Please uh, like and subscribe. And if you guys have a friend who likes movies or just likes podcasts, please tell them about ours. And we really appreciate or her or, or her. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, anybody, please just tell tell them about our podcast. Tell them uh, about us. See if you guys really like us. Uh, we really appreciate the help of uh, you know getting our podcast out there. That's gonna be it. Uh, Thank you for listening. I am Joey. And I'm George. Have a good night.